Hi and welcome to the first new episode of The Walk in the new year in 2019. I'm Father Roderick and I'm recording this on a very dark, gloomy day. It's not that cold though. It, there's a slight drizzle and it's been raining some of the days of the new year. But hardly any winter temperatures uh, that we're used to. I'm just walking away from the... Uh, from the, the, the parish church here, the Holy Cross Church, next to the Tridio Studios. And uh, they just wrapped up a funeral of uh, our oldest sacristan. He died uh, earlier this week at the age of 86 in his sleep. And he's been uh, a sacristan for, I think, 40 years. Unbelievable. He was one of those um, old-fashioned, you know, die-hard um, sacristans and even though he was formally retired, he still uh, gave advice to the younger uh, group of, of uh, sacristans that um, followed in his footsteps. I always have incredible admiration for volunteers that have been active in the church for so many years. I, I still remember the first time that I met him. I'd just been appointed here in this parish, which already at the time consisted of multiple churches. And uh, I remember entering the sacristy, bringing along my own alb and my chasuble. And uh, he looked at it, stepped back, and he says, Hmm, that's kind of old-fashioned. We haven't seen these chasubles since, 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 since forever. And uh, I, my predecessors were... Um, priests that were from definitely a different different time, a different era than I was. And so at first he was a bit, uh, well, not grumpy, but like, we're not used to that. And uh, all those old-fashioned liturgical vestments. And then I was like, okay, um, well, this is just what I, what I use, and this is what the church prescribes. But uh, we'll see. And then I remember a few months later... Um, he walks up to me and he says, hmm, at first when you arrived here, this young priest felt like you were turning back the, the, the clock and we were doing things uh, the, the way we used to do them when, when I was still young. And, uh, but I have to say, even though um, I was a bit apprehensive at first, I, I really love it. <laughs> I really like it. It's much, more, it's much more solemn that way. And so he was... Uh, he, he really turned around, and, uh, and I had a, a great uh, support from, from, from him, uh, which was, of course, for a priest in a parish that had to be uh, slightly uh, course-corrected <laughs> in, in my first few years. That was a, was a big help. Now, of course, uh, this, is, this was, what is it, 15 years ago, so... In the meantime, a lot of things have, have changed and will continue to change in the new year, especially now that we are uh, working in a, in a much, much larger set of parishes than when I first was appointed here. And that also brings along uh, quite a few challenges because, of course, with these new churches, they're used to doing things in their own way and I still have to correct a lot of things that... I don't think are permitted, but the, uh, that they're used to. And sometimes it's because older priests have been assisting in those uh, 
in those parish churches, uh, also from a different different era, a different time, and uh, they have sometimes introduced a certain liturgical um, customs and and rituals that were very much the norm in the in the seventies of the previous century, but are no longer. Um, the, what we're doing uh, but it's, it's always a bit uh, um, a bit of a hassle to to kind of try to turn that around because at the same time you I mean I'm new in those parishes so I don't want to uh, come across as the one who is uh, only criticizing their status quo but with a smile and with uh, some education and things are working out fine I suppose so this is the this is the last day of, a, of of the first week that I'm back at work, and it's been an incredibly difficult, tough week. Um, I've had a, a bit of a winter break. I try. What is this? Oh, they're they've. This is a generator, power generator. They've opened up the street here on my right, and I think they're probably putting in place a, a new sewer system um, so this week has been extremely fatiguing uh, during my my winter break I hope to to rest and to recover a little bit this was the one of the first times uh, in a long time that I took some time off but it turned out to to not work at all the reason being uh, all these extra liturgical celebrations um, because uh, both um, uh, Christmas and uh, the New Year so the January 1st which is also Solemnity uh, were on at the beginning of the week you had these like these double duties in a certain way where you would celebrate the fourth uh, weekend of Advent and immediately afterwards you've got Christmas Eve and Christmas morning and then uh, you've got all this this sequence of of uh, festivities and special Sundays, one after the other. And uh, in addition to that, of course, I was still um, working in the new rectory, put, putting things in place, re- uh, arranging furniture, and and then I had lots of guests coming over. And the second week that I tried to rest, um, uh, the entire planning changed because of uh, this new studio set that had to be built at the office or at the Tridia offices for my television show and so um, a crew came over to completely transform what used to be our meeting room into something that now looks like an amazing set for uh, for my TV show for the live uh, Facebook streams that we're going to do in in combination with my TV show so it's all I mean, it's it's not work work, but it does really re- it did require my attention, my time, and uh, most of all, kind of psychologically, when when there are still things on the calendar, be it liturgical celebrations, duties, etc., parish duties, or uh, work related stuff, you don't really step away from your work, um, and I I I now I I kind of regret that I labeled it as a vacation because it, it really wasn't. And um, I, I started this week 
super exhausted. I was I was already very very tired, and then this this first week um, was so busy. Um, I had two. Oh, that's another thing that I forgot. So over, I try to finish everything before uh, Christmas um, uh, when when it comes to my my TV work. But I wasn't able to wrap things up. There were a number of issues that uh, delayed some of the work. And so during my vacation, I also had to uh, jump in and, and provide the editor with uh, extra material. And then when I came back uh, on Monday, uh, there was still a ton of work that had to be done for the deadline the next day for the, for the TV show. Um, and I also had... Uh, uh, volunteer to produce a longer version of the documentary about the Holy Land. Um, this Saturday there will be a, a big national convention of pilgrims. More than 800 people are coming here to Amersfoort and uh, the organization had asked me to make a longer version of, of the documentary that had already aired on TV. Um, which they are going to air in a real theater on a big screen in front of 800 people. So that's a, that's a big deal. I've never done that before. And then they also wanted to have a, like a music video with impressions from the journey. Um, another editing job that I'd never done before. So that, that requires kind of uh, emotional and um, rhythmic editing because of course you you still have to tell a story but it's very different from a documentary where you can uh, tell the story with interviews and stuff now I just had the images and the music to work with um, and there was a, a lot of pressure on 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 the deadline and, uh, and there were so many other things that had to be done this week and I just snapped it's crazy I, I on Monday especially on Tuesday that was the worst day I felt that my my blood pressure must have been through the roof. I I was, you know, it felt as if I was running on on fumes almost, and uh, I could tell when I looked in the mirror, I was pale except for my cheeks that are that were bright red of the exertion, and uh, it felt as if I was literally pushing through my my own limits and boundaries, very very. Uh, dangerous in a way and it I was I was so stressed out um, that it felt really like those early days when I um, got a burnout when I was a young priest in the parish and I, I was constantly telling myself I don't want this I don't want to do this there is I don't want this pressure I don't want this stress this is not the life that I want and I <laughs> I want to make I want to make sure that my my work gives me joy, gives me energy, and this is draining. This is way too little time for a big job like this, and there's way too much pressure. And there's been I I've, I've not had the rest that I needed, and I you start the new year already completely exhausted and kind of on the brink of of uh, of a burnout. That's how it felt. And so I was very alarmed by that, of course, as you can imagine. And I also told uh, Martin and Inge uh, that I did not feel good at all and that really something had to happen. The thing is, I, you can't 
you can't change you can't change deadlines uh you, i can't move the day of that convention and that movie is part of their program and so the the mistake has been made way before that in miscalculating the amount of time that it would take to uh, to prepare those two edits and also uh, not having the the margin or the organizational margin to compensate for things that go wrong and there were a number of things kind of out of my control that went wrong and that uh, had to be fixed which then generates so much extra work and since I'm the only person in the organization that does the editing and does the, the, the actual production um, it's really risky and very vulnerable um, and, and so uh, it was a tough first week uh, yesterday I was feeling slightly better um, and today recording this on the day before the convention the stress is, is kind of back and I, I'm again very tired didn't sleep much because I'm worrying about the, will I be able to finish everything in time so I've decided to step back a little bit next week, at least on Monday. There, there are a number of other things that were worrying me for this week or worrying. I had uh, my yearly talk with the, the Archdiocese, um, where, of course, it's always <clears throat> important that I, I can show good results financially in terms of organization, in terms of the contents of the stuff that I do. So there, there was a bit of pressure, kind of mental pressure because of that. And then next week, uh, on Tuesday, we have uh, contract negotiations with the um, broadcasting organization. And that is also very, very kind of tricky stuff and complicated. Um, so I'm not really looking forward to next week either. But I've decided to take Monday off and to uh, also kind of slow down for the rest of the week. After, after Tuesday, I may actually take some, some extra days off as well, uh, just in order to take the pressure off. Another thing that I've decided is that um, I would go out for a walk right now and record this show. One, one of the pitfalls of um, having too much work and too much pressure is that you're tempted to give in to that pressure and to go beyond your your boundaries. And so what I did yesterday, even though I hadn't finished uh, the the music video, I went home at uh, 7.30, or well, 7 o'clock, so I'd be home at 7.30 to eat. Uh, and I think a year ago I would have not done that. I would have continued to work until the music video was finished would have been 11 o'clock at night then I would eat and then I would barely sleep because you know stress because of the work today and uh, but I just I was like no life is more than work and if I can't do the work in the time that was uh, reserved for it then that's too bad and I will just well, things will go wrong and I'm, well it will take more time and it is what it is but I'm no longer going to burn the candle at both ends. I've been doing that more than I want. But I, I stop and I go home. And uh, today, same thing. 
like I promised myself that f my um, work for my international audience is just as important as the work that I do for my national audience. And I want to make sure that uh, I divide my energy, my creative energy and my time to both missions, to both audiences. And so I will not let this extra job um, get in the way of podcasting. I will not do it. I want to do my regular shows this week. And so, despite the fact that I still have a lot of work to do uh, on that um, lo longer version of the, of the documentary, I'm walking outside now alongside one of these canals here in the heart of the city uh, because I, I want this. <laughs> and I think it is important to, start o to always start with the priorities and not with the duties, if you see what I mean. So um, w one of the big pitfalls of, um, a, uh, that can lead to, to burnout is having the feeling that your life is out of control, is, is out of your control. Is when you're, instead of living your life, you're being lived. And your life, your, your days, are determined by um, other people, by external obligations, And you no longer have a free will in that. that is, that's been the major uh, reason that I got a burnout in my early years as a priest. It's this feeling that the parish is running my life. The parishioners, the, uh, uh, the, the, all the demands are determining what I do and instead of me. And that is, or, or let alone God, you know. And so that, that is uh, leading to stress, to frustration. And what, so what I'm doing now is I'm taking measures. I'm taking uh, precautionary measures to stop this process of, of my life being taken over by these duties and by things that, you know, in itself are not bad. And I, I do enjoy making these documentaries and editing, but not with this kind of pressure, not when I don't have enough time to do that. And so I step away. I, and I will admit that we, we, we made mistakes in, in planning this and uh, perhaps in even accepting the job, but we can't change that anymore. But what I can do is to still take control of my time, of my life, of my health, and put those first and then we'll see what whatever time is left for the job that needs to be done and if I can't do the job um, at 100% then we'll do it at 70% <laughs> so if the end result isn't, isn't um, a five star out of five stars but is three and a half stars we'll go for three and a half stars but I want to keep my sanity and I want to protect my health And uh, so that, you know, that's something I've learned. Um, that, that I'm now, not, not this week, but I've learned this through mostly my own, my own mistakes in the past. I've learned how important it is to protect that and also to always listen to those alarm bells. And when I'm physically not well because of the pressure and because of the stress... Uh, that is very serious, 
and it requires drastic measures. Um, and, and, and in that sense, um, stress and uh, a burnout is much more dangerous than, let's say, the flu or a common cold, because a common cold and the flu are imposing themselves, and, and everybody sees that you're ill, and you yourself, you, you know that you're ill, and you can't do anything because of the fever or because of the coughing. And so in that situation, your body is 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 stepping on the brakes with these kind of... Uh, these moments of exhaustion and stress and a burnout or lingering burnout, it's much easier to ignore those signals and to continue. And then the, the thing is, at least in, in my experience, it manifests itself all of a sudden. It's kind of this, you're, you're already running on fumes, you're already in the red, but you keep uh, using up energy that you don't have and then instead of getting this gradual process of feeling worse and worse and then being unable to work, it's like one day you can be totally fine and still do your job. And then the next day you're out of business for six months or longer. That's the, that's the very dangerous aspect of, um, of a burnout. And I won't let that happen. <laughs> I will not let that happen. And one of the ways in which I can prevent that is by accepting that things don't always go the way I want to, them to go, to accept my own failure, to um, uh, comply with, you know, the expectation, to, to do, how do you say that, to fulfill everybody's expectations and requests. Sometimes you just have to say, well, that didn't work out. I was unable to, to do it. And uh, if I would have if 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 i would have done what people were expecting me to do or what i project usually it's it's not really what people want you to do nobody wants me to kill myself by doing my job uh, and by taking on too too much work um but sometimes there's this inner voice that tells you you have to do this you have to finish this just push through and make it do it and um i know that 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 is the that is the, the most dangerous voice to listen to. Instead, I got to listen to the the other voice, the voice of reason, that says enough is enough. There's only so much you can do, and even if you were yourself at fault for not planning this correctly or not not calculating the amount of time correctly, even in that situation, you will not you will not go over those boundaries and over those, those um, limits. It's like, you know, in traffic. Let's say you're, you have an appointment, a very important appointment, and you have to be there at a, second, at a certain time, and you thought you would make it in 45 minutes, but you forgot about the traffic jam uh, at the second street and the fourth corner, and there's always something happening there and then uh, it's raining and so people are driving slower and there's been an accident i mean would you start to ignore the red lights the traffic lights would you if if people were crossing the road uh on a cro- uh, crossover would you would you cut them off and and uh, push the uh accelerator 
endangering the people around you and yourself? Of course not. Well, this in a certain way is, is comparable. Even though there is a deadline and there is stress and there, there is a... I, I'm, it's almost impossible to finish this in time. I shouldn't ignore these red lights, these internal red lights, um, that tell me that I, I, there's just not enough time, there's not enough energy. And so we'll make do. We'll just do what we can. And whatever can't be done will not be done. And it's not the end of the world. It's never the end of the world. That's another kind of false idea that, that you have when you're uh, uh, getting closer to, a, to a, a burnout. You always think that if I don't do what I have to do, what people expect, you know, they're going to fire me. They're going to abandon me. I'm going to be... Um, disciplined or whatever, not not being paid or what? But that is, of course, almost never the case. And even if it was, even if it was, even if it, you'd lose your job or uh, people would walk away from you or whatever, who cares? If people don't allow you to make mistakes and to sometimes fail, what kind of people are those? You want you don't want them in your life. And if you have a job it, that kills you or that really endangers your health because it's constantly demanding too much of its workers, you don't want to have that job. you got to change. It's better to not have a job than to, to have a job that kills you. That helps no one. So that's, that's what I keep telling myself. It's a, I'm, I'm trying to be reasonable with myself. And it's almost like this inner trait that is happening like well I can work a little bit extra yeah but no you got to stop before 10 in the evening you know uh, you have to eat um, uh, just wrap it up yes but 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 I want to make sure I, I want to see how far I can get no be I when other people don't stop me I have to stop myself uh, Martin is uh, went to the funeral, so he's not he's not around to stop me. Inge is uh, only working half half days, of course, half time, so she's back home as well. So there's no one to stop me. Those are diff- those are dangerous situations um, because I'm uh, there's the generator again. <laughs> I need a generator in my life with extra energy when I need it. But when other people are not around to to protect those boundaries or make sure that I protect my boundaries then I have to do it myself which is harder but not impossible so I wish I had better news for you this first week of the year but well this podcast is what it is hi (laughs) this is uh, it is what it is this is my life and sometimes everything goes exactly the way I want it to go and uh, other moments things don't go as well or I, I'm, I'm not certainly not perfect so but I do want to share it <laughs> because I know that I'm not the only one who has these inner conversations and uh, and who must feel super tired after the Christmas holidays some people revel in those uh, winter winter weeks I'm always glad when everything's over Literally, like the day before Christmas, I'm like, ah, oh, I can't wait for Christmas to be over. 
And so my Christmas can start. <laughs> and that sounds weird for someone whose job it is to, you know, <laughs> celebrate these festivities with the parishioners. But it's, it's the way I feel. It is a very, very big burden uh, on priests. And it's, it's also because of all these different locations. There, you can't be in the same parish church all the time. I got to race between the masses on Sunday, Sunday morning and then uh, Christmas. You Just one celebration after another. Um, and also, you know, tough crowds. People that are not coming to church usually or, or uh, a church filled with, with children and families. And, and of course, you've you got to do crowd control in, in addition to celebrating the Eucharist. It was tough. It was really tough. And I needed a vacation. Uh, I shared that with you. But I underestimated the amount of energy this Christmas holiday would take. And uh, instead of resting, I had to work even more. Different work, but still a lot of work. So I got to really think hard uh, about next year. Um, how am I going to do this in a different way? Um, I'm really, really, really glad that I decided early on to not go to Panama for World Youth Day. Even though, again, there were... Uh, lots of expectations since I've been going to these world youth events for many many years I was always the person who you know made the documentaries etc but I felt early on that that would be impossible that would be the stupidest thing to do because it's a different time zone um, it's a different climate it's a very far journey those two weeks uh, are extremely uh, Exhausting because you don't sleep uh, in a, in a or normal bed. You sleep in, you know, sports halls and whatnot with <laughs> with kids that are half my age. <laughs> For them, it's World Youth Day. For me, it's a it's work. And so I I'm glad because I really that would have killed me if I would would if I had to go there. So that was a, a smart decision. Nevertheless, I still have to be careful not to stuff the next couple of weeks with too much work locally either because then I might as well have gone to Panama so instead I, I really think I need to step back a little bit and, and that will delay some of my projects um, one of the things that we're working on of course is this new channel and I had hoped to launch it in the first week of January and I'm glad that I've not done that <laughs> and I've not communicated that and I'm, I've, I've learned to be much more prudent with these plans and in, instead of rushing into things always make sure that you have the time you have things in place you have the organizational strength to pull it off it's another it's a reason that we didn't do a fund drive uh, at the end of the year it was on our, on our calendar we haven't done a fund drive in ages but I've decided to not do that. Or I, we, as an organization, we were like, there's no way that we can do that. It's so much work. We can't pull that off. We need to choose. And, and then I, we choose to first produce content and, and make our programs. And fundra fundraising, well, we'll have to do that at a later stage. 
and we'll just have to trust Providence um, that we'll be able to continue. And we've been extremely prudent, of course, over the past few years. Um, so we have the reserve necessary to to be able to continue. But I think it's it shows the progress that we've made that we we know that some things can't be done or I know it's basically I am the the person who has learned the, mo- the most and I um, instead of of rushing into things head on head first I've learned to be careful and uh, to also <laughs> to not trust myself too much uh, and always reason with myself before um, jumping on on new trains and <laughs> starting new adventures so that's what I wanted to share with you Um, next week on the walk I'll tell you if it worked if if my choices the choices that I've made uh, have prevented me from getting a burnout and uh, we'll talk we'll talk more about the these issues uh, in the meantime, I hope you are safe and you're going to be fine and you uh, have more energy than I have. Um, and, of course, my best wishes for, uh, for the new year. I hope you have a, a wonderful, blessed and healthy new year. And I'm sure it will talk soon. So thanks for listening. Thanks to my patrons. And uh, God bless. <laughs>